Welcome to the Beard and Bun Show. I'm the beard. I'm the bun. And we're back for another episode. And we've with got, a guest. We've got a guest here. This is Robert. Robert. Hello. Um, we are currently not in our normal place, as you can see. We're not um, at home base. We're not at home base. We're not at home base. No. We got out and we traveled. Um, so <laughs> we are on Fifth Avenue, downtown Nashville, at the Standard Proof Tasting Room. Um, and this is the owner of Standard Proof Whiskey. So um, go ahead and tell them, tell them, tell them your full name and where you come from right. and what you did and all that. I am. Uh, my name is Robert Longhurst. Uh, I'm the creative director, partner of Standard Proof Whiskey. Um, I hail from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, so this is my hometown. Um, and this is. Uh, our micro distillery, beautiful downtown Nashville. We do all the blending bottling here on site. Uh, some of the uh, bartenders here make some crafty concoctions here on site. We do tastings, uh, limited edition whiskey, all all your whiskey needs here. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I um. I mean, can I can I interrupt? Yeah. yeah I'm fascinated sure. with this place already. Yeah. This. Is like, I walk cool in spot. and I'm like, this is a dream. Like. <laughs> From the walls to the way it's set up, I love yeah. it. Like, super, super speakeasy vibe. So if you're in Nashville, um, definitely come check it top out. Top five um, favorite place already, and I've I've been here five minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a cool spot. I've known Robert for a couple years now. Um, you know, I sell booze, and so I get to meet people. And um, Robert's a local uh, supplier for us, and um, we've got to develop a friendship and his products are super great so it's easy to sell uh, and he was like hey standard proof will sponsor an episode so this is the first sponsored episode of the beard and bun show sponsored by <laughs> standard proof aka robert um and so we're we're uh we are ex humbly excited and thankful and grateful absolutely. for the opportunity to be here. So thank you, Robert, for hosting us. Thank you. Happy thank to have you, you guys. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think it's going to be awesome uh, for some people to learn about uh, a Nashville whiskey brand um, and then learn about the man behind the brand. Yeah. Um, and it was also nice for us to be able to right. get out of my bonus room for a little <laughs> bit and record well, maybe one. We can, so, like, and maybe we can take some quick videos of the place before we leave for our social media. That'd be yeah. a good tease to the episode of the week. But yeah, I, for I mean, sure. This is... I'm still like I'm, I still love it. I love yeah, it. Everything it's a, it's like it's awesome. Spot. Yeah, it feels so, like you can do a brief like tour, like quick tour. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, do a yeah, little absolutely. brief tour. That'd be great. So. Absolutely. So I think, um, I want to get you to talk about the your product lineup. We've got two bottles sitting here on the table. Yeah. Um, that is not even close to everything that you have, but I want you to talk about all your products and then talk about the two that are sitting on the table for sure. Um, and, and we'll get into that. Yeah. So kind of just a, a background on myself and the brand. I, I was a bartender for 13 years in, in Nashville. Um, cut my teeth behind the bar, uh, both in craft cocktail bars, uh, managing different bars, clubs, dives, the whole, the whole thing. So towards the end of my career behind the bar there, I was managing the bar to a spot called Josephine. I'm sure you're familiar oh, yeah. with the local spot. Um, and I was infusing whiskey with coffee beans, um, mm. using real ingredients, coffee, honey, vanilla, 
that kind of thing to kind of create a, an, an infused whiskey. Um, and that kind of turned into what became Red Eye Rye, which is our coffee infused whiskey. Um, that was the first product you came out with, right? That was first product. So we started off with, with just Red Eye Rye. Um, so that's we what were, you started with. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we use real, real coffee beans, rye whiskey, um, no caramel color. We kept everything at 80 proof. Launched with that with Best Brands. Um, and that went was so successful that we kind of expanded that into uh, standard proof whiskey as a whole. Mm. So standard proof is kind of the all-encompassing all-encompassing whiskey brand. Um, and we now have uh, a straight rye, which is this bottle here, and a pecan. We have uh, a mint, a pineapple, ginger. Um, we have a honeysuckle. Uh, we just launched uh, a seasonal whiskey that is only available here pumpkin spice um, oh no that actually started kind of the same way with <laughs> all the basics boy. are going to show up oh, out of nowhere the, the basics. white girls yeah. and up boots yeah, about to yeah, storm yeah. your doors man exactly man so that that <laughs> actually came about the same way that i was making red eye the bartenders awesome. here and i were messing around one day we were like coming up with kitschy ideas what should we do next and we just took pumpkin spices and, and literally infused them into our straight rye and made pumpkin spice and now it's kind of our seasonal launch that we do every wow. every year about this time um it's such a simple idea i've never had that one. that's what i'm saying i've never had it's yeah that's a simple a, idea in theory oh, we can sure break that out too. to make We've, it's it's better than you think it is you know some people oh, turn man. their nose up to it but i immediately want to put that in my coffee yeah you can. I, am, I mean we i mean you are ba- you are the basic nothing, white girl you know yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i actually literally do have some boots I got uh, some for Christmas last year. Hey, Robert, sense. don't talk shit yet, okay? Not because Robert, talk it all. I'm not, talk it all. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen you I in them yet, but then I'll start talking shit. He's, Tom Brady's a, a Ugg Boot sponsor, I think. I mean, it makes perfect sense for you. That's not on your side, dude. Uh, yeah. So no, cute. Whatever. That's not, whatever. A, that's not a positive. But, um, yeah, we might have to try that after this episode, because I'm, yeah. I'm very yeah. intrigued by that. I saw you had a... You have a cinnamon or something, right? So we so, have that's our newest uh, our newest infusion is, is cinnamon. We use real Ceylon cinnamon, um, and that actually, believe it or not, not believe it or not, it's great. But we actually <laughs> we actually won best flavored whiskey in the world. So we beat Holy your boys whoa, Fireball in the world. We beat Jack Daniels. We beat uh, what? Screwball. We beat Holy everybody. Crap. So we won at the San Francisco Spirits competition. Best flavored whiskey in the world. So you guys will be getting that soon. So man, holy shit! So, Wait, you said in the world? In the world, yeah. According to San Francisco Spirits Competition, that's which wild. Is Dude, a little bit of a big deal, especially some of the names he dropped. Like, yeah, like yeah. that's screwball. And so we're fireball. we're very proud of that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would be you too. Should be, yeah. yeah, man. Oh Dude. my gosh! Well, yeah. congratulations! Thank I didn't you. know that. I saw. I well, saw. I'm making the announcement now. So, yeah. <laughs> we're here. We're the best yeah. in the world. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Jeez. Yeah. I'll drink to that. The honeysuckle. Yeah. Uh, like some of the things you said with like honeysuckle and everything. Yeah. I mean, I cheers you too. Yeah. Sure. Um. The honeysuckle. The it sounds fascinating. Like, so all your stuff is it all infused or is it exactly? Like, so that's okay. kind of like the whole ethos behind our brand is we use real ingredients. We use that straight straight rye whiskey as a base for everything. We don't use any caramel color. Okay. And everything is a solid uh, or a standard 80 proof. Um, so we're the only flavored whiskey right, um, right. in quotations that, that can check all those boxes. So we're kind of unique. Wow. In that way. I, f- I feel like it's a big huh. deal saying, like, they don't use any, like, fake 
like coloring yeah. or anything like that. Oh, it's yeah. like all real. Yeah. yeah. Normally, if you buy something with any kind of flavor, you just you expect it to just be full of crap. When I feel, yeah, so that stuff has its place. It's it's sweet. A lot right. of it tastes like candy, and you know, if all you're doing is shots, that might be yeah, good. It serves its purpose, states, yeah. But I mean, like, you can take a shot of ours. The pecan's great as a shot. The red eye's great as a shot. But you can make cocktails with it. You right. can make a Manhattan or an old fashioned, and it's not like candy. You still know you're drinking whiskey. So yeah, yeah I will I say that a lot of whiskey. Uh, no knock to anybody, but a lot of it does start to taste the same. Right. After a while. Yeah, and, right. then, the, and then the flavored stuff. It, I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, I started on that, you know, honestly. I sipped this and I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of good. <laughs> that's kind of good. <laughs> that's good. And that's uh, coming from a man who's slightly above average. I'm more, he's of, a, not, I'm more of a he, beer and clear he's guy. He's not a, right. he's not a, a whiskey person. So I think this is a great opportunity to open up. Let's do it. These two bottles here. I think, what should we start? I feel like we should start with the. We'll start with the straight. Let's that's definitely what I start with the straight because that's the base of everything. Yeah. We'll kind of go through that. So these are our, our, our top two uh, products, um, especially in the Nashville market. But even as a whole, these are our top two products. This is the uh, this is our newest product, our first straight rye. Um, this is a blend of a two-year-old and a five-year-old Tennessee distilled rye. Um, it's 80 proof, so it's not your 120 proof rocket fuel. Right, you right. can have a couple yeah. of these neat in august or, or september or even when it's hot outside you can stand up and be all right yeah uh i like the thought of I that think that's, a, I like that's, a, that's a strong point like when i first started getting into whiskey for me uh you know i i obviously started with bourbon well really i started with um with irish whiskey because it was just softer yeah. that's kind of what got me totally. into being able to drink it straight and then i went to bourbon you know the corn has a sweet element and then i ended up with rye but when I started going into the rye segment, it was it was difficult for me and my palate to determine, oh, is this a rye yeah. or is this just a really high proof bourbon? Because they have that like burn initially and like my palate wasn't fully acclimated yet. And so I think like an 80 proof rye is such a sweet spot because right. it allows you to actually taste the rye and you don't feel as as much alcohol burn as you do every everything right. you get is from the rye instead right. of the alcohol yeah. and i think that is that's so, so awesome it's a big part of it yeah. yeah you hit the nail on the head i mean we're kind of trying to fit a, a niche so to speak and and you know there's people who love rye whiskey and want the pepper bomb and all that but we're we're trying to make kind of an intro to rye whiskey something that's a little bit more friendly something you can drink neat or in an old fashioned um, something that a bourbon drinker or Irish whiskey drinker might like. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. It's just nice and smooth. Cheers. 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 Um, I'm a smeller. I, I like to you smell. You gotta smell it, man. You gotta smell. I mean, smells delicious. <laughs> Another thing about, you know, whiskey that's not 110 proof is like, you can smell it without it melting your nose hairs. Yeah. More importantly, <laughs> you can, like, you can have more than one of them. You know? Yeah, I already, I already love it, cause I immediately didn't feel like. <laughs> yeah, right. like, I took a sip. It's so smooth. Like, yeah, I think uh, there's like this, especially now, with like all these whiskeys coming out, and there's all these 
right. barrel proofs and full proofs and yeah. single barrels and And then every whatever. country artist wants to put out their own whiskey. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, like now it's like you think you – it's like if you want to have a 120-proof whiskey and drink it neat and, like, sit there and pretend like you enjoy every second of it, you're no, just that's lying. That's a lie. That's a lie. You're just lying. So it's nice when you can actually freaking – taste something and like yeah yeah those they have their place and you know if you're making all these crazy cocktails with like averna or yeah chocolate bitters or stuff that's like super super rich campari you know something like 120 proof whiskey might stand up sure you know and it it, i guess like i'm speaking from like my like when i drink it i'm at home and i'm I'm drinking it neat totally and so it's like i i want to i don't want to have to like yeah. After so every sip, the next think, morning might be a little bit better with that one than it would be. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I think something like this. I'm and I'm not just saying this because you're right here. Obviously, like I had to get away from like whiskey and bourbon and stuff because it was messing me up so right. bad. But also, like I had issues in the past where I couldn't like it was really messing me up. Yeah. But like this, I don't feel like it's the same vibe when I sip it. Like it's smooth. Yeah, I think. I mean, like. A lot of people don't realize all tequila is 80 proof. Right. All vodka is 80 proof. You know, like a good gin can be whatever, but like mostly rum is mostly 80 proof. And like when you start drinking whiskeys, they can be anywhere from like 60 to 140 proof. Yeah. And so it's like, it's easy to. But I feel like that's a perfect, that's a perfect place to be. It's standard proof, baby. It's, exactly. It's the standard. standard. Exactly. That's, that's and this where is it where it from. should be. That it should be the standard. Yeah. It should be perfect like that. Not hurt me. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah, not trying to hurt you. We, we just want you to have an enjoyable whiskey experience, man. Well, that's yeah, enjoyable. I, I I, I'll give you credit. Kudos. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm enjoying this right now. So yeah. I think I think you've done it. I did not. Obviously, I enjoyed it. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> well, yeah, let's um so the next one. Okay, so the next one. You're in you're, they're infusions. They are. And so we use we use real ingredients. So the next one, uh pecan, which is our top uh Ooh. top <laughs> flavored product. Ooh. Um we take that two year old straight rye whiskey and infuse it with real pecans from Texas. So we get all of our pecans from San Saba, Texas, a small town central Texas that fancies themselves to have the best pecans um interesting we won't argue that uh so we we candy those pecans we add a little bit of cane sugar uh and and use those real pecans to infuse yeah. the uh the rye whiskey so how did y'all uh, get linked up with them like was that just like a yeah, random like you came so our, across we, we have a, a solid home base in in texas um all of our our most of our partners are located in texas and uh they have some great relationships with the pecan farmers down there so um, hey I'm not going to complain. Go Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, pecans in Texas. I didn't know. I guess I just, I did not realize that pecans grew in Texas. I just did. I never really thought about Georgia. it. Georgia and Texas. <laughs> That's wild to think about that, for real. Like, where are the prime pecan places? Georgia and Texas. So this is the pecan. So you candy them? Before yeah. So infusion? we add we that's a, we, we a add a, a bit of uh, cane sugar. You know, but it's it's real cane sugar. Um, it's not corn syrup or any of that craziness. Um, you know, when you 
for all you locals out there, you know, like you go to Opry Mills and there's that one corner of the mall and like you round that corner and all you can smell is this like buttery, sugary, nutty <laughs> heaven. And it's like, what is It's like a German company. What is that? They're just uh, like, yeah, yeah, you just, yeah. they, they just I know what you're talking about, nuts, but I can't, dude. I can't. It's just candied pecans. I can't think of what the, what that place is called. But you know what I'm talking about. I do. Exactly. Yeah. So. I know, I know I, what you're talking about. That's uh, and it's a little bit of heaven. That yeah, it's a little. It's just at a least slice the smell is. <laughs> so no one, I just picture so this. Smell this, and then tell me, tell me if it reminds you at all of that. Oh yeah, oh, it does. It, it, know, it like, really does. This this right here, I smell. You want me to tell you what it reminds me of? Not yeah. just that. Yeah, yeah. We just pulled up in your dad's Camry, at the Christmas Hotel in Gatlinburg, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I just smell Christmas. That's a good thing. This is all St. Nick thing. right here. It's got a little bit of that, like, sweet. This is a gift that keeps spice. giving. Like, you yeah. put a bow on this, this is a Christmas present. <laughs> we go to Gatlinburg every year for Christmas, and we stay at the, right. the Christmas hotel. Yeah. Oh, so, I don't even want to drink opinion, it. That was send one you of up the there great... with a bottle of this, man. Drink don't, some by the fire. Don't tempt us. Don't tempt us. Dang, Robert, you just. You need to make candles with this. <laughs> they do. We do have candles up there. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. We got some pecan candles. One of our uh, the gals who used to bartend with us, she makes candles as a wow. side business, and and she makes. Some She's candles. a genius because so this is great. Sale. <laughs> she is a genius. Yeah, hell yeah. Mm. Right, can I, can I can I try it? Is that allowed? Yeah, go. Okay. Of course. Can you try it? You didn't just try it. You just drank it. You just drank the. I'm whole a drinker. Damn. Oh, dude, no. you know what? You know what I get like. Hey, man, I want to shake your hand. You got the... a life, lifetime customer on that one. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's I a get... good one. <laughs> There's like some complexity to it, though. Like, I almost get like on the back of my tongue, like a touch of like cocoa. Dude, yeah. I love that. Like, like it's I complex. get. complex. I mean, that, that I think comes from using real ingredients and real sugar real, as yeah. opposed to just. Trying to make it up. like candy flavor bomb, you know? Yeah. I'm in trouble. Like, I've never that's really so good. felt like. <laughs> but you still know you're drinking whiskey, too. It's that's, not. That's what yeah, I was about yeah, to say. Yeah, was like absolutely. Flavored whiskey is obviously now apparently different than infused whiskey. And this is, this has. That is so good. Yeah. That's a problem. So is this 80 proof as well? <laughs> it is. Everything's 80 proof, man. That's yeah. standard proof, baby. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's so weird, like, to hear that it's only 80 proof because. You know, to get a lot of these flavors like this, like they gotta add a lot of crap to it, make it work, like well, flavoring and stuff. Well, like, like I think, you know, it just feels like authentic. Screwball's probably like, like what sixty, seventy proof. I don't know. It's yeah. like it's weaker. Yeah. Like it might be eighty proof, but it it definitely doesn't use real whiskey. Yeah, screwball. It, it. I mean, I, I know that a lot of people love it, and I've had a couple shots where it was good, but I, to me, it tastes more like hazelnut than peanut yeah, butter. It right. doesn't, it's like, I don't know, like, make up your mind, man. Yeah, I think, I agree I with know. that. Make yeah. up your mind. That, though, but, that is fantastic. Yeah. And coming from a guy that's not a big time whiskey guy to say that. Yeah, would you say you are beer and clear? I'm beer and clear. <laughs> <laughs> but that right there may change my mind. All right. Yeah. That one, can you find that where we're at? Absolutely, yeah. So where can you get it? That's yeah, where can we get these? So, online right stores, where? Oh, online shopstandardproofwhiskey.com. Um, we ship to most states. Some states don't allow it. Yeah. Uh, most states outside Tennessee. 
uh, were very well distributed in Tennessee, look like with you know traditional retail bars, restaurants. We're in other key markets, California, a lot of Texas, um, every specs in Texas, every total wine in Texas. Total uh, wines is that that's it's a so thing. Every total wine in Texas. Every total wine in Texas should wow. have it. And if they don't, ask them for it, they'll bring it in. Um, that's strong. That's awesome. Every uh Bevmo in California will have it. Um Florida, a few places have it. Yeah, uh, and if, if they don't have enough. it, ask them for it. So they'll bring it in. That's yeah, awesome, we, I will. Everywhere I go now, I'm going to ask for that. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that so, is so good. Yeah, so, you, so you're good. a pecan lover right there. No, boy. no, no, no. Not a pecan lover. A standard proof <laughs> pecan lover. Yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah. Okay, dokey. <laughs> Shit, man. No, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, no, I, I think I respect the fact more that it's like, when you're saying you're not adding all this like fake stuff to it and it's more authentic, more real, like that helps me too. It's like, all right, now I feel like I have an argument for like, I'm drinking this because of the taste. I like, think another thing that it piggybacks on what you just said that is extremely important. I know everywhere is going to be different, but this has a, no matter where you are, this has a very, very approachable price point Yeah, that, you it 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 literally is like i could buy this mainstream stuff that's full of chemicals or i could buy this and and am i am i right like in yeah. all markets is it like yeah, that i mean most markets should be under 40 bucks a bottle give or take um you know we try and price ourselves aggressively uh but yeah i mean for for something that uses real whiskey straight rye whiskey as a base um, as I said, we're the only company that does that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you can put us up against, against most up in that price point. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, that's, yeah. I think well, you so got, too. Like, you got me for a bottle a week. Cause that's going to be my dinner right, drink right, now. All right, that's good. I mean, I'm just telling you, that's yeah. a good, especially yeah. when they're getting cold out. I feel like it's the yeah. perfect little, we're encroaching. This is whiskey season, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah, in yeah. whiskey season. No, and I honestly, pecan is such a, like, it's a great play on like the, like you can do some cool stuff. So what kind of cocktails, like. We're in your tasting room right yeah. now. So, so what kind of stuff are y'all doing with the pecan? Hard to beat an old-fashioned with pecan or the straight rye, honestly. That's kind of our go-to, the classic rye cocktail. Um, everybody can kind of make make that simple enough. Bitter, sugar, spirit, that's it. Um, good in a neat pour, good in a shot. Manhattan with the pecan is fantastic. Put a little bit in your eggnog and Christmas. Oh, shit, dude. A little bit in oh. your cereal in the morning if you Ooh, want. Yeah. It's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. You know, that's good. Uh, I still found a way to sing. <laughs> What'd you say? Still found a way to sing. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's his nervous tick, dude. He he swears. It's not nervous. Okay. okay, it's just a tick, I guess. Okay, can I tell you, you something? You only do it on the podcast, though, so I, know, I don't know what to no, call No, no, I actually do this every day. You just don't You don't yeah, see but, me every day. Yeah, I do. What's I'm it's struggling with right now. It's whoever the DJ is in this place. Every song that's came on, I'm wanting to sing it. And I've been over here just like tapping my hand and foot. Nah, uh, don't Emma. do it. Emma's he's on the ones and twos over there. She's killing well, it. She's perfect. Wait, she's bartending. You guys got empty glasses, music? though. We, we need to, do we need oh. to fill it up? I think so. Grab think... some ice. We'll, we'll fill it up. You guys want pecan or straight? I mean, yeah, well, I, I hate to say it, but well, the pecan. Well, well. <laughs> I'm going. There ain't no We're wrong We're just going to pour it right out of the bottle here. Ice me, bro. Ice me. I mean, that's good. 
Here we go, ma'am. Is this is this pecan? This is pecan. No, you know I want. I know. I know you, know, you I'm probably going to be disappointed. I know you probably think I'm lying. I will probably buy a bottle out a week. I'm I'm dead serious. <laughs> I'm just saying I I love it. Man. Like it's it's just, the perfect dinner drink. <laughs> this is uh yeah, it really is. I, After dinner, before dinner, uh, during dinner. Yeah. I mean from from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. You dinner know, substitute. Yeah, I do like a splash of that. And like put it uh, in my protein shaker and pretend it's protein and go to the gym. Yeah. Like it's great. You crack the whole egg in there, it'd be fun. Yeah. Uh well protein shake. I'll say like a uh give me the pecan whiskey, but also hold the egg. Like I don't want it. And you don't want to shake egg? it up. No, no, I just like it by itself. But I think I'm I'm bulking. You, there's also I think this is <laughs> just a little side note. I just recently discovered. So I've been selling booze for almost four years now and I Within the last year, I I just realized why some cocktails have egg white. So, a lot of people don't know that. Like I so don't know when, that. You gotta inform uh-oh. me. It may be something I've heard, but I'm curious. You what, know, I definitely don't know. know. Like, so the egg white in a cocktail gives it when you if there's egg white, it's gonna be a shaken cocktail. Okay. In a shaker like this, they're gonna shake it, and what the egg white does is it it froths up the whole liquid, so it creates this like foamy texture around the cocktail. So whether it's tequila, gin, vodka, whiskey, if there's egg white in there and they shake it, it's gonna have like a head on it, you know. There you go. And uh, yeah. and it huh. it it creates a whole different experience. I love it, honestly. And here's another thing. Of course you do. If yeah, I got to do. Here's my fun fact. I always give a fun fact. You know, sometimes it's about kangaroo vaginas. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not. But this. I, I'm going to see what the kangaroo vagina fact is after this. <laughs> Episode one, uh, man. So, Episode no, one. After the cocktail fact, we're going to do yeah, the kangaroo yeah, yeah. vagina fact. You don't want to know. but I was I, a little I bit do. wrong on that one, but. A little um, bit wrong. A lot of bit. Good. Robert's uh, just kidding. He's seen every episode. <laughs> okay. He's a he's a val- he's a he's a solid viewer. But no, it's, if you want to make thing a ever. vegan a vegan cocktail that also has that foamy texture, you can use pineapple juice instead of egg white. Or you could just not be vegan. Or you can just not be vegan. What I am is you're not. I'm vegan. a carnivore. Yeah. I'm no vegan. Yeah, I, didn't think I, so. I mean, I respect vegans, but I am never going to do that. <laughs> so what's the kangaroo vagina fact or thing that you thought was a fact that didn't turn out to be? A okay, fact? well, all right. What's gonna, sad is I'm, who told us that's wrong. Did you say it like it was? a? No, fact? I thought I told it was wrong. Maybe you did. I figured out it was wrong, and then on episode three, oh, I had to go yeah, back yeah, and say yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but okay, okay. I wasn't wrong about their vaginas. <laughs> well, let's. I was wrong, wrong about the male penises. What goes in it? <laughs> so, a, uh, okay, a kangaroo has three vaginas. Okay. <laughs> They've got three. Hang on. That's a fact. Buggle up. And, Buggle up. So, you need it. <laughs> where? Where's the location of these vaginas on well, the kangaroo? Wonderful, you asked. They're in the Chase. same spot, man. What do you? They're a mammal. They're between the legs, you know. All three of them? Oh yeah. 
What do you think? You got one vagina on your back, one vagina on your chest, well, one how vagina does it work? on your foot. Well, my man That's only probably knows like me, you like the common person some shit, dude. about <laughs> one. He don't know about the threes. Like draw you're the only person. I, I don't. <laughs> That's actually a great. So, question. How, like, okay. is there, do is they have a like... vagina in each hand? <laughs> like, well, are they Voldemort? Like, be... what is I'm that? trying to. <laughs> no, they're all in the. What's going on here? They're all in the same. How many holes are we talking about? Three vaginal canals. In the same spot, so it's like uh, you're lost in. Oh, a, I love this. In a sewer system of some sort. <laughs> yeah, man, we can't we can't go too deep into it because I, I'm going to get lost in. Pardon the, sewer the pun, system. but we can. <laughs> well, it's an hour long podcast. We can go. <laughs> Seems like we can go as deep as we want. Well, the simple... so what? What part is not true? But I said that a male kangaroo had two peni penises seems like if a if a female kangaroo has three vaginas the least the male could do is have yes a couple, that's what i was a couple that's dicks. what i was saying the three and the two <laughs> fit together very nicely the three but, and the two but what i was saying seems was like i was she's, wrong she's one third unfulfilled actually she's two thirds unfulfilled because i was wrong about the kangaroo oh, so, penis but you're right about the vagina mm. I'm always right about the vagina. Well, <laughs> also if you're married, also if you're married, it doesn't matter married if it's three or one. Shame. You always know they're unfulfilled. You can be always right about the vagina, but if you didn't do the damn dishes, it's, it's not always gonna matter. No fulfillment. No fulfillment. Oh, uh, baby. Uh, I'm gonna have some of this pecan. Yeah, that's perfect time to take a sip. Yeah. Let's meet the man behind the brand, though. Okay, there's something specific that I know about him. That okay. is very awesome. And I've been wanting to, I want to do this with him, but my wife doesn't really want me to, but so there's a, there's a, this guy, if you come in here in this spot, um, you're you're going to see like the whole vibe here. (laughs) This dude loves like motorcycles, classic cars. Um, even your wife, what she has a, what does she have? She has a. So my wife actually has a 1964 Chevelle, first year Chevelle. Oh yeah. my god! That's all, yeah. So you can you can kind of yeah. wrap your mind about like you know, this this dude. So um, your wife is also Hispanic, right? She is. Yep. Um, is she from Mexico? She was born and raised in Monterey, Mexico. Yeah. So then that adds this whole another level of depth to you, which is awesome, and um, because. Everybody loves a freaking, you know, tamale. Yeah. Totally. And so, but I know what where he, you're going there. <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah. But so what he did was there's this race. What's it called? The Baja? The Baja 1000? Yeah, it's called the uh, the Score Baja 1000. Is, yeah, it's the race race we're talking about. And yeah. so he did this. And I this is something I I didn't know it existed. But about two months ago, he told me he did it. And I immediately was like, hey wife, I've got to do this. Um, hey wife, I got to do this. Hope you, hope you still love me. I'm gonna spend a lot of money and I might die. But, <laughs> but I heard his story and I was like, this is the most awesome thing ever. So, it's a thousand mile race through the Mexican desert on a motorcycle. Oh, okay. Now by your damn uh, self. When you said thousand mile race, I was like, no. But no, no, when you said, when you said a room, room, yet. I'm good with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. but but it's like a thousand miles is so long, man. Like, oh, so absolutely. Yeah, I all, wanna, all off road. All yeah. off road. Yeah, you're in the desert, right? 
Yeah, in Baja, Mexico, which is a, a very long peninsula. That's like Cabo, that side, like south of California, it's essentially right? Essentially San Diego to Cabo, pretty much. Yeah. Woo. So you did it. Uh, I've, I've done it. I've entered the race twice. Um, I've yet to complete it in the time allotted, um, but it's a it's a challenge that remains. Have you? Have you? For, now, you, for so, now. Uh, but have did you, completed you finish? It? No. So I I, I I haven't finished the race. How much yeah. time wow. is left? Uh, like so, or, or allotted. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the time allotted to finish the race is usually, depending on the mileage, it's between forty five and fifty five hours. To go a Usually thousand about miles? 50 hours, yeah. To go a thousand miles. Yeah, so it's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm going to be that real. That doesn't seem like a long time. I just drove nine no, hours to not. Florida, and I was tired. I can't imagine that. It's not. <laughs> uh, so it's, the Baja 1000 is the, is the longest continuous off-road race in the world. Um, and it's through the, through the desert of Baja, Mexico. Um, it's usually anywhere from 850 to 1,250 miles. Um, does it it changes do it they changes move? every year they do a different course and usually they rotate it starts in ensenada most times um and they usually every year or every other year they'll either do a, a loop race with which starts and ends in ensenada so it kind of like loops um or it goes from ensenada to la paz which is essentially tijuana to cabo you know la paz is about 90 miles ish outside of Cabo and Ensenada is about 40, 50 miles outside of Tijuana. Um, so you're wow. going, you know, pretty much that, that distance by yourself. There are teams that enter the race. Um, there's, all right, you can I'm have gonna... a team anywhere. I'm not sure there's a limit on how many team members you can have, but their teams, like generally the people that win the, the bike classes have about four to five people on their teams. Only one wow. rider. No. So uh, they trade out? So some, well, that seems like most of the faster guys do trade out. Yeah. And, the, and so this that's the beautiful thing about the race. I, I could talk all day about the race, but like <laughs> that's the beautiful thing about the race is it's anywhere from your your trophy truck teams with that are pretty much like Robbie Gordon, who's like a NASCAR driver, yeah, who does yeah, this yeah, in yeah. kind of like the off season. Um and he's got multi million dollars invested into like and three could, to four races yeah, you know? yeah yeah um or people like me who it's like i'll race once a year and i'm going down there on the shoestring budget with just like two friends to to make it happen and i'm the only guy on the bike and i've got two guys so chasing trade me in the riders truck. some teams do that yeah doesn't so seem like, like it should be it's still no i mean it, it's still an effort even with five guys even with five guys that are are dedicated that that pre-run 200 300 400 mile sections it's still they have a helicopter chasing them the whole time like i mean they're doing it and so last the last year i did it i think it was 1250 miles the guys that had a team of multiple riders did it in 20 hours which is insane they're averaging 55 60 miles an hour over a period of that on a rough ass train because like when i mean I, it, it, it's when you can grasp how far that is it's unfathomable how fast they're going that's uh, the only the only context i have is my wife's from wisconsin uh right. and so it's a it's a 12-hour drive and it's right. around 750 miles and yeah. it's around a 12-hour drive 
on the interstate the whole time going about 75 miles an hour. Right. And that's far as hell. So just to put and it in it's perspective, awful in a they, car. If, if you guys are racing side by side with like the top bike teams, they would probably beat you going <laughs> off road, including your P brakes and all that shit. But like, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just the logistic aspect, the logistical aspect alone. Of we got to do it. Figuring out where to, where to pit, where to get gas where to fix the bike if something's gone wrong, how to communicate with the team. Because you wear backpacks with gas on it, and no. like while you're driving, you just no, dump usually shit ride, in. And... I'll usually ride with like a bigger gas tank. Um, but, I mean, that's part of it. That's part of the race. Is like well, the... you, 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 had a, you had a malfunction one time, right? A battery or some shit? Uh, or... Yes. Yeah, so um, both times, I mean, I had a malfunction. It's a 1,000-mile it's race. You're going to have malfunctions. Um, you, that's part of it. you got to plan ahead. Um, the first race I did was in 2020. Uh, my GPS quit working. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> my GPS quit working. Himself. Yeah. In the uh, Mexican He don't desert. have a team. Yeah. He, he's solo. Like the cartel's going to come up and be like, oh, gringo. <laughs> <laughs> so That's probably my, nicer than what they would do. Yeah. <laughs> nah, every, everybody's cool down there. I mean, everybody, you know, that's one of the best parts about racing down there is everybody's willing to lend a hand and and everyone gets so excited it's like a super bowl down there mm. like the That's you're cool. racing through towns you're racing you know on the side of the streets so the towns cases. get excited to yeah, see you come the, through the schools shut down and there's kids wow. lined up outside of school buses waiting for bikes and cars to go so through. it's not so, all just desert you go through towns and stuff yeah like but that. these towns are in the middle of nowhere and, and yeah so, that's so cool man. yeah that it, is it's so cool. man it and you feel like the man as you're going through and everybody's like yeah yeah i mean there's serious imposter syndrome for sure like <laughs> yeah yeah for a couple weeks out of every year you feel like a big shot going down there and like yeah i mean it's it's cool i wish as i was driving home from we just went to disney this past week i wish as soon as i pulled in my driveway just from orlando that there was a crew a band and everything cheering for me yeah just as i drove nine ten hours to right. get home i can't <laughs> yeah. imagine driving yeah. that much on a bike Dude, I needed a celebration for that. I can't. Do, I don't know yeah. how you do it. Like, it's I don't amazing. Think I've ever gone more than two to three hours on a bike on a road, and even that can—that's exhausting. I mean, it's, I, yeah. it's exhausting. I am so intrigued and like, I really—that's on my bucket list now. Yeah. And you're the only person I know that's done it, and you've—you've you've been there, and your wife can speak the language and we i have to go with you and so thanks for inviting me let's do it let's go we'll, we'll figure out a way to make it happen man in 2023 so i'm doing it there that's when the next are you doing the thousand run is yeah I'm, you I'm said there's the a couple thousand. there's so like, yeah there's the 250 the 400 the 500 and the 1000 they're usually spread out kind of throughout the whole year that's the score score racing season um and i've i've done the 1000 twice entered it twice I've, I've yet to finish in the in the time allotted, when is the but 250 is uh, it march what if we did march the 250 <laughs> as individuals <laughs> and then we did the 1000 in november as a team i got i got i gotta knock the 1000 out as a as an iron man first okay so first he's got goals he's got goals. he's gonna reach them yeah and then, so hey i can bring a friend after that man <laughs> I guess 
The furthest I've ever I guess gone. I'm gonna... Look, just just going down and experiencing it is is something special. I mean, it, it's it's very I don't know, blue collar is not the right word, but it, it's hard to describe uh, unless you've been there to experience it. But it, it's it's cool to see and you know to be able to go down there and 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 do that every year is just is pretty what, cool. How did you find out about it? Uh, just motorcycle community and like you know i've ridden dirt bikes off and on for most of my life never really raced competitively until the last like five years or so uh and that was just kind of something that was always on the bucket list and never really never really thought one of those things that was i never really thought it was within reach and and one year it was 2020 actually uh had some extra time on my hands and built a race bike and and that was the year that that i went out and gave it a try so yeah. is your oh yeah is your wife into this like, yeah yeah okay. she's yeah she's into it she loves cars and racing and obviously loves any excuse to go back to mexico at, at, at any time so it so. works it's perfect yeah like well, you're gonna have to beg but he's already got like the perfect <laughs> well my life in. my wife loves mexico you know, but no, like no, for no. different reasons. She so loves what I, she loves a different part of Mexico. What I'm gonna do is <laughs> well, that's cool too, man. I mean, you gotta. I think your wife well, likes the all-inclusive resort. <laughs> yeah, not the desert. So, so here's the thing about the races in 2023, spe- specifically the 1000, is it's gonna start in La Paz and instant and end in Ensenada. So for the first time, they're running it backwards, the entire oh. peninsula. But La Paz is a fantastic spot. There's plenty of like great resorts in La Paz. Oh, that's cool. You can go down there, start the race, end in Ensenada, and you know. So then, would you you like take a couple of days to just stay in Ensenada and yeah, you know, sure. just you relax yeah. and celebrate. Yeah. How's sure. that work? Do y'all stop and rest, or is it just like you? It's just you push through. So you literally you have that time limit, and it's literally like the race the clock starts when you when you start you know everyone started about 45 seconds apart um the clock starts and then it it goes until you're finished you can take as many breaks as you want so it's up to you yeah it's up to you You just got to finish by this time yeah and they give you typically like checkpoints vcps they're called and kind of every route in between those vcps is a little bit you know, color within the lines, okay. t- typical situation. So there's lots of strategy to it. Um, I want to do that so yeah. bad. It's cool, man. It's, mean... it's the furthest I've ever rode on my motorcycle. I used to have a Jigsaw 1000. Okay. And the first I ever went was Gatlinburg and back. I mean, I can't imagine yeah. driving that, that many hours. Six hours, eight hours. Well, we didn't go back there. Well, the thing is, is I didn't go there and back in one day. Mm. <laughs> I drove there, stayed for a couple of days. Yeah. And, and then rode back. Right. So technically it was like, Three and a half, dude. Okay, <laughs> and then hey, take a break. For and a those are days different. Of, those yeah. are so different kind of bikes, dude. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like oh, it takes a thousand heavy, just blowing your yeah. groin out. You know. Just, oh, I got off and I was like, I, oh. Like, and you weren't racing. <laughs> no, I was just casual yeah, riding. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we were stunting and stuff like that, but I nothing to, like what you were doing. I grew up on dirt bikes as well. I never raced, but me and my best friends would just i always i never did this but i always wanted to i was like let's ride our bikes for 24 hours 
where you you know we just pull up, get yeah. gas, and keep riding. Yeah. I never did it, but even as like a 15 year old or 14 year old, like I like had the desire to like let's 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 just ride and ride so, and ride. I would love this. So man. you'd fit right in in Baja, man. It's like that's that's exactly what it is. It's just get on the bike and go until you can't anymore. You know, I had yeah. I had my issues both years, but you know. That's what happened. You have a you had a satellite phone or something, right? So the second year I had a satellite phone. So basically, long story short, in the second year, most recent year, 2021, it was a peninsula run all the way down the peninsula. Um, you know, I had a little bit of experience under my belt. My second time only desert racing riding in Baja. Started off very conservative. You know, was riding at about 60 percent, not doing anything stupid, riding very comfortable. Felt great on the bike. Wasn't making any mistakes, not dropping it. Got to about mile 350, 380. Can't remember exactly. Uh, just as the sun was coming down. It was a full moon. Wow. Pulled into the pit. My two guys were That's there so right dope. on time. Had a little bit of a, a snack. Was going into the night. They were putting the lights on the bike, which are big, like, two headlight. Big, yeah. you know, surface of the sun. You can see it from a mile away and lights me up really good. Uh, And I was like kind of just mentally preparing going in into the night section. Um, And then the trophy trucks, which are the big trophy trucks. I hear them coming over the ridge. You know, they're one of the scarier parts about the race. Let a few of those guys pass. So those trucks are about a thousand horsepower. Yeah. um, About four feet of suspension. And they'll go anywhere from 90 to 120 miles an hour in a section that I could go 40, 50 miles an hour in if I'm lucky. Yeah, you let, me, so let me ride on one of them trips. You, Holy shit, okay. And you always... Same, you're on the same Same path? course, yeah. So they're coming up Whoa. behind you, so you always kind of have that, you know, the latter, you know, 10, 12, 15 hours into the race, you have that That's to amazing. deal with, you know? Um, oh, goodness. I want to be in one of the trucks. <laughs> exactly yeah. man they've they've got oxygen they've you know Four full roll cage travel yeah exactly um so this is- i'm i'm pulling into that pit at sundown i'm a little bit behind schedule but i'm not worried about it i'm i'm feeling good uh so i let like three or four of those guys pass and i'm going into uh fred's tractor trail which is essentially one of the more technical parts of the race i know exactly what i'm getting into um basically go into that section i get 12 miles into this very technical rocky hilly terrain called fred fred's tractor trail into this canyon and uh a trophy truck another trophy truck that hadn't passed me yet it's coming up behind me so i pull off to the side to let him pass like can you hear him coming like oh yeah like they're just straight pipe or something yeah like, you can hear them and they they light up pretty much the the whole mountain uh, okay. ahead of you, you know when they're coming by out there right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know when they're coming up behind you especially <laughs> in the slower stuff but uh you feel like you're in like hills have eyes or something right. it's like oh my god <laughs> so i so i i pull over to let this guy pass let him pass go to hit the start button on the bike again nothing like literally no click no lights oh, shit no noise, nothing. I'm like, okay. Kind of take a second, flip some switches, go to hit the start button again, nothing. I'm like, 
Did it have a kickstart on it? No. Uh, so I'm like going around checking wires, messing with the seat to see if something. I check the fuses, still nothing. I have a completely dead battery, and at mile four ten, roughly about ten miles, ten to twelve miles Damn. off the highway from my last pit, and I'm in a very remote section. Um, so I go to my satellite phone. I'm like, hit the button. I'm like, guys. Uh, I'm at mile 410. I've got no power to the bike. Uh, they're like, okay, copy that. We're going to try and get on the on the radio with uh, the team that I race with called Monkey Business. They're going to see if they can get me a battery or some parts down there to fix it. I'm sitting there waiting 20, 30 minutes. They come back. They got nothing. Um, so they're like, about 30, 40 minutes go by. We're going back and forth trying to figure out just what the best thing is to do. They come back. All right, Robert, we're gonna uh, we're gonna hike a battery into you. Um, <laughs> stay stay where you are. You're at mile four ten. We have the GPS on our phones. We'll be there in three hours. So I'm like, all right, I got three hours to kill. I post up on this rock. I put some flares out, LED stuff to where the truck. You know, in the stuff. middle of the Mexican desert. Yeah, you know, <laughs> people can see me passing. I got some safety beacons out, but. So I basically just take a nap for three hours, try and catch up on some sleep. This is, I think I'm at 18 or 19, maybe 20 hours in at this point. Is um, that like halfway? No, I'm at mile 400 of 1,200, so I'm a third <laughs> of the way in. Oh. <laughs> so about three and a half hours, four hours later, I, I wake up and I kind of hear some laughs and chuckles in the distance. And it's my two friends who have hiked in and they got a battery. Like, all right, let's button you up. Takes about 20, 30 minutes. They button me up. I start the bike, fires right up, lights on. And they're like, all right, we'll meet you at the next checkpoint, which we had already designated. They're they're trying to already think in their head, all right, we gotta hike back. You know? <laughs> Another three hours. Another three hours Holy back. Shit. And I've got I've been I ride all night. I ride from it's maybe eleven o'clock midnight at this point. Um, I ride all night until about 10 a.m. the next morning. They Woo! must really love you to hike six hours. And these are the best, best guys I could ask for, man. That's uh, so cool. Will I mean, Fulford so. and, and uh, Jonathan Draper, those two guys, been with me both races. Best crew you could ask for, man. So, And this part of the adventure. Man. like, So they send me on my way. I ride all night. Have a couple little minor hiccups. Stop to tighten some things. But, uh, yeah, pretty much another you know what is that tent you know another eight ten hours on the bike non-stop till 10 a.m the next wow. day meet him at mile 6 30 that's wild in itself. and at that point i Dude. couldn't i needed to make up some time in order to get up to that 50 hour check you know they cut off at 50 hours okay um so at mile 6 30 i i had not made an, up enough time to where i would have had to ride almost at twice the pace uh, to make the cutoff. Uh, but if your battery wouldn't have died, it's a damn trophy truck. I fault. was about maybe four to six hours ahead of time. Nah, it wasn't the truck. I mean, <laughs> it's part of it, you know. Uh, so, anyways, at mile six thirty four, that's when I when I called it the last time. I was like, you know, I'm gonna have to ride at a at a pretty blistering pace to make up the time. Yeah. I want to live to do it another another day. So, uh, what do you refuel? Because I mean, those tanks. Are not more than like 
what three gallons i've got a four gallon tank on the race bike and you usually re refuel every you try and get it you don't want to do any any more than like 100 miles you want to give yourself a little bit of leeway in case you get lost or miss a gas stop or something like so are you bringing that extra fuel with you no you there's stop points or yeah that's or that's part of the strategy is once you get yeah. that map you know you got to take a couple days to get with your your guys yeah. and say all right this See, is I, like, where we're gonna... I like that part of it that's yeah. so fun that's man. that's yeah. that's probably the most fun aspect of it outside yeah, of yeah. being out there on the bike is just the planning and yeah. being, sitting down with a piece of paper and being like all right guys this is the puzzle let's yeah. figure out a way to so way to i was a football it, coach know? for many years yeah and i grew up around like the coaching world and everything and that immediately when you said that it reminded me of like breaking down film and setting a game plan up same and it same got me so excited thing. just hearing you say that yeah. like yeah <laughs> same yeah. thing different problem yeah like, yeah it's Dude, you got awesome. a puzzle in front of you and you got a team of guys with you and and while i'm the only person on the bike it's a team effort and you got to sure. figure out a way to right to get from point a to point b man and i'll tell you it's yeah. not it's not easy and I, i've never been that's why you keep doing it i mean exactly it was i've easy, never been just to be that done. point ever in my life of mentally physically just spent you know like i i i i, I can't imagine i yeah do I you mean, have like, kids no no that's no why kids. yeah have kids yeah you'll understand i can imagine things will change after and that. then you'll yeah. you'll win every race after that because <laughs> your mentally and physicals yeah. will go up right because they nobody will have nothing on you nobody will have nothing on you then right. yeah. <laughs> hey that's a good let's okay let's switch gears a little bit we're gonna start to wrap it up here in the next 5 10 15 minutes but um i know you've got another project up your sleeve right now that's it's about to wrap up yeah um so talk about that a little bit for the local listeners especially yeah it's uh called the union hill trading post in in union hill tennessee it's about a uh we're in downtown nashville now it's about a 25 minute drive door to door maybe a little bit less than that uh, a little bit of a destination spot up between here and like goodlettsville um it's going to be just kind of a neighborhood cafe, bar, music venue. Uh, but it'll be a little saloon up there surrounded by country land. Um, you know, go up there, get a coffee, breakfast sandwich, beer, cocktail. I didn't know you guys um, were going to have food there. Yeah, we'll have some food. So, we'll do some barbecue. We're going to have live music. Food trucks, live music. Bro, it's like a we'll – I'm like, showing some photos. It's like a. It's like an old school – like uh like a old school grocery stop you know yeah, that you yeah. would see on the side yeah. of the road you know 50 60 years ago and so he bought it and he's using the same name it used to be called the exactly, same thing yeah. right yeah and, keeping it the same and it, it, it did it used to be a grocery store and it was built in 1952 52 I think. i'm sold yeah. dude i'm sold i didn't know you were gonna have food hell yeah now i can come next podcast see. we'll we'll have up there but yeah we'll have gifford's Absolutely. smoked bologna sandwiches Oh, yes. uh, have some local beer up there. Have some wh standard proof whiskey. I'm in. Yeah. Um, you're done. You don't have to yeah, tell yeah. me. I'm in. Yeah. It's <laughs> going to be a spot. cool spot, man. There's going to be like a lot of like, uh, it'll be like a destination, I I think, for like, you know, motorcycle. Yeah, riders, exactly. It's like, you know, coming Classic through. Classic cars. Through the, Unionville, where the is that? Uh, it's, it's north of Nashville. North, right. 
north of White's Creek, Licton Pike, oh, yeah, yeah, Union yeah, Hill yeah, Road, okay. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Ivy yeah, Point yeah. Road. There's a drag strip up there, yeah. but yeah. just oh, like Chase said, yeah, yeah, like classic cars, bikes. I mean, you sold roads, me with two lane roads. bologna sandwiches, beer, <laughs> yeah. live music, and standard proof. Yeah, I'm man. in. There's yeah, nothing else you need to sell me. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> and what do you, you live? Is it's like attached to your property, right? No, it's it, something. It's about a mile and a half away, maybe at the most to to, to my property up there. You yeah, can just ride your dirt bike down. Pretty much, yeah. That's so I dope, could, man. Yeah, that's that's that awesome. Life. A lot better of a ride yeah, than yeah. your race, right? A lot easier, it's easier, yeah, easier yeah, yeah. ride. I don't know about better. <laughs> it, it's hard to beat Mexican yeah, uh, desert yeah. riding, oh, yeah. but yeah. I've never Easy rode through the Mexican awesome. desert. And when is but, that? When's that supposed to open? Uh, we're slated for probably mid-November, uh, sometime in November, but definitely this year. So awesome! That's awesome. So by the end of 2022. Yeah. Instagram, It'll Union, be open. Union Hill Trading Post, Facebook, Union Hill Trading Post. We'll yeah, drop. We'll, we'll so drop we a link. Stuff. Hey, we'll drop a link in our bio and i think we should no, all yeah, our stuff like, to this yeah to, we'll, we'll film this, an episode that, over there everything. like he said oh, yeah. and let's I mean, check it out even hey we can even send one to their website directly so they can buy this deliciousness there you go i mean yeah I mean, yeah i got so i already so know i got three or if four people buddies. did want to yeah. buy this online they just go to your website shop standardproofwhiskey.com uh okay. that's there's a link through it and standardproofwhiskey.com um yeah we sell most states unless it's restricted for some reason, yeah, by the yeah. by, the government that uh, tends to restrict things. But I already awesome. know as soon as this episode airs, I've got like five or six texts immediately. Like, what is that? Like, I got one today. Like, because obviously we 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 drink on the podcast, and we'll drink something new every time. And like, they'll be like, "Hey, what were you drinking last episode? I'm trying to go out of town this week. I won't yeah. buy that." And I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, yeah, here's there this, this, this." So, like, I know immediately after this airs, like, we'll have five or six friends that say, where can I get it? So, as long as they can get it online yeah. or if there's some type of. Uh, online or if they're, they're in local, Nashville, like- the best place to get it is, is right here. Right so. here. Well, oh, yeah. half of them are. So, yeah. and if they're not, we're close enough. Yeah, yeah. check out our Instagram. Uh, we're about to, once we shut this episode off, we're yeah. going to walk around, do a tour, just to let you guys see what this place is about. And, um uh, Really Definitely neat spot. Check it out. It's, it's yeah. cool spot. I'm fascinated with it. I'm fascinated with it. So, I mean, might be my go-to spot from here on out. So. <laughs> cool. Well, we wrapping up. Thank you for listening. I don't know what episode it is because we stopped counting. Um, yeah. But the one thing I know for sure is it's our first episode out and it's our first sponsored episode. So, I would like to thank Robert and Standard Proof for hosting us um, in their badass spot. Um, Definitely. So thank you, Robert. Yeah. Happy you. to have y'all. Thank you for for having me. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, until next time, I'm the beard. That's, I'm Robert. That's Robert. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, the bun. Uh, <laughs> he's a badass motorcycle racer. You I'm stay classy. <laughs>